The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Analyzing markets and financial news, this is Financial Issues Week in Review. Good morning. Welcome to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. We've got some exciting, um, well, maybe not exciting, but long-awaited economic news that came out that we'll get to in just a minute. But we're so glad to have you joining us. Also, if you're a social media kind of person and you do Rumble or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, Truth Social, um, any of those things, you can interact with us there and post questions. You can also watch us live on our website, financialissues.org. So we are a stewardship ministry here to help you navigate through the signs of the times in the economic markets. And our prayer, as always, as we continue on the work that our founder, Dan Celia, did is that the Lord would bless us and that we would be worthy to be sons and daughters of Issachar, who understood the signs of the time and were wise enough to know what to do about them. So that's what, what, that's what our goal is here, is to help you through those things. So the markets closed in positive territory as the markets awaited the CPI number for December. So CPI is Consumer Price Index, and it tells us what is happening with inflation. So we all know that uh, inflation is real, and it's been here as we fill up our cars and go to the grocery store and things like that. So we have seen some decreases in food and energy prices in the last several months, which has led the headline CPI number, which is the most comprehensive read because it does include food and energy, to trend downward. So the numbers came out, and year over year, the CPI headline number slowed for the sixth straight month to 6.5%. And this is for, again, for December of 2022. This is the lowest reading since October of 2021. And it's pretty much in line with what was expected. So we saw inflation peak out uh, early early to middle of last year at 9.1%, actually middle of, of the year in June. And it has trended down since then. So it follows November at 7.1%. So down 6.5. So this is the one-year number. Uh, That's good. But how quickly is it slowing down? Is what the Fed has done and continues to do working? Well, we get a peek into that uh, indication by looking at the month-over-month number. So the month-over-month number, that's December as compared to November, actually edged lower by 0.1%. So what we've been seeing uh, up to this point, the last four months, we've had increases in the month-over-month number, which means that inflation is stickier and slowing at a or, or slowing down at a slower pace than what we would like. But to see that number go negative means that things are 
uh, moving in the right direction. So this headline number was mostly due to a fall in gasoline prices and an offset in increases in shelter prices. So what this means is inflation is slowing. Um, the Fed's the, the number that the Fed puts more emphasis on is the core number. So the core CPI number excludes volatile items such as food and energy, which is what you and I feel the most as consumers. So the Fed puts more emphasis on this month-over-month month and year-over-year year number for core CPI, and no big surprises. It came in mostly in line with expectations. The month-over-month, month, again, excluding uh, food and energy, CPI went up 0.3%. So headline month-over-month month went down 0.1%. Uh, core month-over-month month went up, and so that's due to the services inflation still being a little bit higher and seeing food and energy come down. So when you take food and energy out, you get that rise. Year over year, the core, uh, the, I'm sorry, the core CPI number is up 5.7% from a year ago, but that is slowing. That's compared, we had 6% in November. So no real surprises right now. Um, most the market or economists are mostly expecting the Fed now to moderate their rate hikes and go with a 25 basis point rate hike for their February 1st announcement. So most current data, which is not what the Fed really looks at, they look at these CPI numbers and uh, housing numbers that are is information that is pretty stale. There is more current data that they can look at. They don't really... Um, indicate that they do or that they put a big emphasis on it. But if you look at the current data, it confirms the trend. A 25 basis point hike would be okay, and it's what I expect the Fed to do because I think if they don't do anything for the February meeting and let the data catch up, take a pause, that it's going to give the the markets a false sense of security and the markets are going to really take off in a what I've heard called a rip-your-face-off rally. So I think they're probably going to do 25. I think they should do zero and wait and see what the data shows because they were really aggressive in those 75 basis point hikes um, for, for most of last year, and they really need to wait and see. If they really want to be data dependent, they need to wait and see the data that comes out that is in response to what they did. So they haven't really... You know, they haven't really paid much attention to that data yet. So our phone lines are open. I don't think we quite have time. Well, I think it's, it looks like a quick question. So let's try to get to Chris. Chris is calling from Texas. Hi, Chris. Hi, Shanna. Can you give me uh, thoughts on HC4? Um, HC4 is a hold. Um, I don't know specifically what your thoughts are, I mean, or, or what your question is, really, it's a micro cap stock. Um, so it's going to be very, very volatile. It's a very small company. They focus on a few things. So when they get really good news, they're going to go up a whole lot. When they get really bad news, like uh, they got a little bit of bad news about one of the things, um, one of the drugs that they um, that they focus on, 
so bad news came out, the market, it, I mean, the, the stock is under a whole lot of pressure. So um, you should never buy a micro cap without knowing that there can be lots of volatility there. So um, no changes. Uh, same thing whenever you buy any company that's on our buy list, you're not buying it for the next six months, one year, two years, or even five years. You're buying it for the long term. So it is still a hold. So it's still a good stock to own then? There, There's no reason to sell it at this point unless you realize that you should never have bought it in the first place because your risk tolerance is not what you thought it was or it doesn't fit with your goals. If you realize that that's the case, then you know at whatever point you make a mistake, or you realize that maybe you made a mistake in buying it, then you should you know, try to write that um that decision. But if you're a long-term investor, got plenty of time, I wouldn't do anything. Okay. Thank you, Shanna. All right. Great. Thanks for calling, Chris. And thanks for being a partner. We, we appreciate your support. You know, I think I saw a, a, a question on that on social media today. That was Brian's question. So I hope he's still listening and I hope that that answers his question. Well, I'm your host, Shanna Burt with Financial Issues. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with more talk about the markets, the economy, what's happening, and how you should navigate today's markets. Thank you for your services, and I just want to call to encourage everybody listening to become members. At Financial Issues Stewardship Ministries, our goal is to help Christians make financial decisions that honor God. I have never found anyone in the finances, even Christians, who have this passion and and the honesty that you have. You're not taking anything in. It is incredibly generous of you what you're doing. Go to financialissues.org and become a partner today. American Family Association President Tim Wildman. Why does AFA exist? Well, we're here to inform, equip, and activate individuals and families to transform the culture. We want to make an impact on our country for Christ. That's the reason my dad, Don Wildman, started this ministry 40-plus years ago. Dad was concerned about the direction America was headed, and he was determined to do something about it. Maybe that describes you today. If it does, I want to strongly encourage you to consider a charitable gift annuity to American Family Association Foundation. This will benefit you, and it will ensure that we stay in the fight for a long, long time to come. That's the AFA Foundation. Call the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Did you know that an average 1.2 million babies are aborted each year? Listen, we have an opportunity at Financial Issues to change that, and we're doing it. Tens of thousands of lives have been saved because of Financial Issues listeners just like you. For $140, you could save the lives of five babies. All $140 goes to the Pregnancy Center to sponsor ultrasounds. 80% of the time, these ultrasounds will change the mind of a young lady that is considering abortion to choose life. Would you join us in the fight against the atrocity of abortion? I hope that you'll go to preborn.org or 
call pound 250. The keyword is baby when you're asked. Preborn.org. That's preborn.org. All throughout the red light district in India, women are trapped in a cycle of survival through prostitution. But they're not alone. Their children are there, hiding in back alleys, under a bed, or asleep in a room not far from the drugs and brothels outside. Five million of these children are trapped in the red light districts of India, at a high risk of being abused or used in the trade themselves. But India Partners has made a way for you to rescue these children and relocate them to a safe, clean home in a safe neighborhood where not only their physical needs will be provided for, but they'll be introduced to the love of Jesus. And hopefully, with these resources, both the child and their mother can escape the sex trade and start a new life outside the red light district. Just $62 will provide a week of safety for one of these children, and $275 will provide for a whole month. Visit IndiaPartners.org to see how your your gift can reach into the red light district and provide days of safety for one of these 5 million children. Now back to financial issues week in review. Welcome back to financial issues. We're so glad that you found us this morning on whatever media outlet you're listening on. If you're listening on a CSN station, you most likely aren't catching us live, which is in the morning, but we are a live call-in show. And if you like the show, let CSN know that you like the show and ask them to consider carrying it live so that you can um, listen live. But if they don't, you can still listen live by getting our phone app or going to the website. So whether you're Apple or Android, just go to your app store and search for F-I-S-M. And you'll be able to download that. Not only will you be able to catch us live, but if you're not able to catch us live, you're able to go back and watch the show or listen to the show in full. Other things that you'll see on that app is the other content that our ministry puts out. We put out a a news program, a 30-minute news program every weekday evening at 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern Time that you can catch there and get all of the headlines, just the news but hand-selected from a biblical worldview. So we're going to tell you about the things that matter. And you're also occasionally going to get some, uh, you know, some, some Christian editorial kind of statements. But mostly it's just the news. We want to, we want to bring, bring that to you. We also have some original content that has been produced by our very, very talented staff here at Financial Issues. There's a series called The Good Guys, and it's about good guys doing good things. So it puts a it, it it highlights masculinity, which is something that is downplayed in today's culture, primarily because of the whole LGBTQ plus uh, gender movement, and uh, you know the the spirit behind the abortion movement, the people who call for abortion rights. It's a very self-centered thing, and it it stems out of feminism, which, you know, um, muted masculinity and heightened femininity are not principles that you'll find in the scripture. So we encourage you to check this out. It highlights masculinity. Uh, Men who are doing very manly kind of things. Um, from a worldly view, very adventure type 
callings that they, adventurous type callings that they have, but they're following their ultimate calling, which is to preach the gospel. So check that out. We've got five episodes that have uh, previously been released and one new one. And you can watch that for free on our FISM app. Let's get to some of those website questions or social media interactions. Awesome, Shannon. I got a couple things here. The first one, uh, Cara Lee has some encouragement for us on Facebook saying, good morning, FISM from Lubbock, Texas. Been a partner since 2011 and have always wanted to go to the retreat and meet Dan. It never worked out, but here in 2023, we are coming, looking forward to this so much and meeting you, Shanna, and the FISM team. Can't wait. Keep standing on his truth and God bless you all. Thank all right. you, Cara Lee. That's great, Carolee, and thanks for reminding us. You know, folks, if you want to come to the retreat and get a chance to meet, um, you know, me and some of the other, I think, think Seth's going to be there. <laughs> I, I will be there. God, we'll be there. Okay, God willing, good. Shannon. <laughs> Yvonne's going to be there, of course. And so if you want to come and meet the people of the ministry, it's a great opportunity to do that. It is an old-fashioned retreat. It's not a financial um, seminar or, you know, any kind of conference like that. You know, I, I will I will be speaking. I'll talk a little bit about those things, but that's not the focus of it. The focus of it is to retreat, to get away, and there's no better place to do that than the Billy Graham training, the training Center at the Cove in North Carolina. It is a beautiful, peaceful, anointed place, and it's a great time to get together as the body of Christ and um, retreat. We're going to hear from Tony Perkins. He's going to be our keynote speaker at the retreat. And Marty Getz is going to be back again leading worship. And it's just going to be a wonderful time. We're going to have a memorial service for Dan. So if, um, you know, if you never got a chance to go to or watch, I think we did stream live the service that we had in Pennsylvania. But if you never got a chance to do that and you want to get together and, um, you know, mourn our loss, but rejoice over Dan's gain with us as an FISM family, we look forward to seeing you there. You can register on our website, financialissues.org. There's a banner there about the retreat. And last time I checked, which has been a little bit, but I think that we're about three quarters of the way full. So space is limited. I don't think that we'll be able to get extra space. So make sure that you get on and reserve your space there. There is also an agenda if you want to see, you know, when you want it, when you need to be there, when you, you know, if you're trying to book flights. <laughs> so. Awesome, Shanna. I think we have time to get to at least one of these Ask Shanna questions. This okay. one is from James and he's saying, I'm getting ready for your three for 23 or however many for 23 it'll be by getting rid of small cap stocks and getting leftover 12 for 22s that I never got to 1% except for those remaining on the buy list where I'm dollar cost averaging. Uh, but uh, the... I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about here. He's saying the twist intriguing chubby checker are up here in spring gully, South Carolina. Can we get a hint? Shanna, is that Southern speak? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's well, really interesting. Yeah. I think he's just wondering, he's trying to get ready for three for 23 and trying to figure out what from 12 for 22 he can transfer over. Well, I'm not going to get up and do the twist if that's what he's asking me to do, <laughs> but I will give a little bit of a hint. So I'll throw him a little bit of a bone. So we have, a long-term strategy here at Financial Issues. And, you know, I think a lot of, for a lot of years, the 12 for 22 or 11 for 21 or 10 for 20, I think that's been misunderstood a lot of times by partners, especially partners who come in later in the year. 
Um, so one of the things that I'm going to try to do is give you a really good idea of what that list is and what it isn't. So um, basically, you can kind of think of it as what's coming onto the buy list now. It's kind of a group of stocks that come on that could potentially have the potential to do a little bit better in this year. But again, we're not a short term strategy kind of ministry. There's, you know, there's when people make short-term predictions, most of the time they're wrong. And you hear me talk about that quite a bit. And, you know, I just don't like to be wrong a lot. So I don't want to really get, I don't want to live in the short term and say, these are the things that you need to do. So if you bought things that were on the list last year and they never had a sell order come out, I don't necessarily think it's a great idea to get rid of it. You know, you you don't want to go in with the notion that I'm going to buy these things for a year and then get rid of them so I can buy the the new things that come out next year. So I'm going to try to help you stay on course by what is coming out on the list. So um, just just keep that in mind. and, And there's your. There's the twist. Oh, I know what Shana, he's talking about. I said it's t- it's it's however many for twenty three with a twist. Oh, that's okay. what it is. Well, yeah. I did just get word from Yvonne that apparently the chubby checker is from Philly. How did I not know this? Oh, Crazy. okay, okay. <laughs> All right, good stuff. So, yep, that's what he's talking about. I said I said there was going to be a twist. Uh, we got a good question here from uh, John. He's saying, uh, good morning, FISM team. Shanna, could you please discuss the difference between primary and secondary CDs? Is it safe to invest in the secondary ones? What do you think? Mm-hmm. So, yes, it is safe to invest in the secondary market as long as they're FDIC insured. So what that means is that, you know, most people have an experience of going down to their local financial institution and taking out a CD, and they know that, They're going to earn their interest on it. If they get out early, they might have to pay a prepayment penalty or they give up some of their interest to get out of it. But what happens in the secondary market, so that's whenever you use like a brokerage platform to look for brokered CDs. So if if you're on one of those discount platforms, you can usually go in and search and shop CDs from all across the country. So on in that market, if people want to get out of their CDs early, they can do so. So they can sell them on the secondary market. So, for example, you could buy a five-year CD that was issued three years ago from someone who doesn't want it anymore, and you would get their cash flow from that CD. Now, what you're going to pay for it is going to be determined by what current rates are. So if they have a five-year CD that's paying one and a half percent, let's just say, and the current rate on five years is two and a half. Well, they're going to get a little bit of a haircut to get out of it. On the flip side of that, you could also see your CD rates increase if interest rates had gone down from where they were when yours was issued. So totally an okay thing to do. Very nice, Shannon. Good stuff. Uh, how about this one here? Brian, our comedian from Wildwood, <laughs> Missouri, uh, has a question. I see the Timothy Fixed Income Fund has negative returns over the last 10 years. How do we benefit from this fund? Is it the bond yields or dividends? What do you think? Well, bonds don't pay dividends, so they pay interest. And so the mutual fund is going to pay that interest out in the form of dividends. So yes, you benefit there. We're in a in an environment right now, based on what I just explained about CDs and the secondary market, that there's an inverse relationship to bond prices and current interest rates. So as interest rates go up, 
you know, you've got all of these bonds that have already been issued prior. So they may be paying, you know, two or 3%. New ones that are being issued right now may be paying three and a half, four percent 4%. So if somebody is coming into the market and wanting to buy, you're buying cash flow whenever you're buying a bond because the cash flow doesn't change over the life of the bond. And then you get your original um, principal back at the end of it. So the way that you adjust for changing interest rates is that the price of bonds changes as interest rates change. So in a rising interest rate environment, which is what we have seen in a very, very big way this last year, we've seen yields go up. We've seen the interest rate go up because of what the Fed is doing with the Fed funds rate. And so we've seen bond prices drop. So that's why the value of your bond or bond funds are going down. But um, we still think that they're a good part of, a, of an overall diversified portfolio. Um, they will do better under different market conditions. And we think that those market conditions are going to be coming sooner or later. So diversification, when you have a diversified portfolio, you're going to always have something that is not necessarily doing well. But what you should have over time is that all of those things should work together to give you a a good and much more stable experience than what you would see if you were not diversified. Because, you know, even just looking at 2022, there wasn't really anywhere to go last year. All three of the next... Equity indexes were in negative territory. The bond market was in negative territory. Crypto was negative in a big, big way. Um, you know, all of those things were negative. There, you know, even gold and silver were flattened down. So there wasn't anywhere to go. But there were two sectors that did well last year. That was energy up over 60% and utilities up just a hair. So if you had a good diversified portfolio, then you probably did okay. I pray that in these trying times that I can lead him in a way that I know will leave a godly imprint on his heart forever. And to show her how to live a life that is pure. I want her to understand how precious life is and to to take care of his body. To eat right and exercise and understand that his body is a temple temple of of God. God. I pray that our family will love Jesus, read His Word daily, and obey His teaching. The values that we share should guide us in the way that we invest. Make sure that you are investing in companies whose policies and practices align with pro-life, pro-family values. Visit thetimothyplan.com or call for more information. Advance the kingdom in the way that you invest. Never be without quality, God-honoring entertainment. Always at your fingertips and within your view. In your home and on the go, you'll never be without FISM TV. Watch Financial Issues. Outspoken. FISM News and more God-honoring TV right where you are. Tune in to FISM TV anywhere, anytime. I would like to thank you very much for giving me the impetus to consolidate my 
portfolio into one advisor. At Financial Issues Stewardship Ministries, our goal is to help Christians make financial decisions that honor God. Everything fell into place. I felt so much peace and the consistent ethic. There is a certain contentment that everything will be fine. Go to financialissues.org and become a partner today. Securities offered through G.A. Reppel & Company, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Opinions expressed by Shanna are hers alone and are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily represent those of G.A. Reppel or the outlet on which you are listening. You should consider how the information applies to your situation prior to personally implementing it and consult any financial professional you work with to make sure it's applicable to your financial plan. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. We have a treat for you. We've got Riley Waldman Freeman here with us today. She is the director of the American Family Association Foundation, and she's going to talk to us about their charitable gift annuity program. So welcome, Riley. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Shanna. Thank you again for having me on this morning. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, Riley, remind our listeners just the basics, like what is a charitable gift annuity mm-hmm. and how does it benefit those who give as well as the foundation that receives the gift? Yes, yes. Well, um, first of all, just to give your listeners kind of a brief overview of a charitable gift annuity, um, it is just a simple contract, Shanna, between um the giver and American Family Association, and which um, you agree or they agree to donate a sum of money um, to our organization, American Family Association, and in return, uh, we agree to them to pay them a fixed percentage of that amount every year for as long as they live. Um, and to fund a charitable gift annuity, um, they can do that through um, credit cards, cash, and stock. Those, Shanna, are our three biggest ways of how um, our listeners or your listeners can um, give through the charitable gift annuity uh, through those main avenues. And as far as the benefit <coughs> excuse me, to the giver as well as as to American Family Association is the giver receives a a certain amount of income for their life. And uh, when the giver passes away, anything, uh, whatever is left over in that particular account, so to speak, is uh, a gift back to American Family Association. So um, AFA, AFR is the beneficiary of the charitable gift annuity. Um, You can have up to two people on the charitable gift annuity. You can have a single life or they can set it up as a joint life if you're, if you're single or if you're married or if you, um, is how that works. So you can only have up to two people on a gift annuity. And the minimum amount, Shanna, to fund the charitable gift annuity is $2,000 or anything above. So we have a ride range of all the way from the minimum amount being $2,000 to 100000 There's no maximum amount, um, but that is a minimum amount that they have to use to fund the charitable gift annuity is $2,000. That's good stuff. So 
basically to sum, kind of sum up what you said is they're making a permanent gift, right, to the American Family Association Foundation. And can you share with us some of the work that the, that the foundation is involved in? Because I, I know people always like to know, I mean, it doesn't matter. We, we have to, we want to be obedient. We want to be a joyful giver and just be obedient and give where the Lord tells us. But, you know, right. part of the blessing that comes with that is to know what kind of work our money's accomplishing. That's right. That's right. And and I would, you know, I would first say that as far as the charitable gift annuity and as far as the foundation and the ministry as a whole, um, we have, you know, over 500 to 600 uh, donors that have given. Our ministry um, has been in existence for for at least 45 years Um of history with the charitable gift annuity. Now, the charitable gift annuity did not, so to speak, establish until um, Dan Celia, who recently passed away last year, um, came in and built up our foundation in 2008. But as far as AFA and AFR as a whole, we've been in existence um, for for right around 45 years. And they, our listeners, as your listeners, can be certain that we're here for them and can can help them in any way that we can um, with our experience in that regard. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing that the that the charitable gift annuity started in two thousand and eight because I think a lot of the people that that are listening to this program are aware of what happened in the markets in two thousand and eight. So the markets took yeah. a really big hit, and you know a a ministry has to be pretty solid to be able to even start a charitable gift annuity program because the ministry is responsible for guaranteeing those annuity payments so i think that's a that's a a, a testimony that the CGA program was able to start up in a time when the market was probably the wor- one of the worst times Mark. in the market that we've seen <laughs> yes. in our Mark. in our lifetime <laughs> Worst time, yes, yes, ma'am, worst time. And, you know, Dan would always say um, AFA is one of the strongest gift annuity pools in the country, and that's because of all the hard work that he did. And I, I and the foundation and our leadership here is trying our best to continue on, continue on that and promote that. And it is one of the strongest just because, praise the Lord, we have not ever had to dip into our, so to speak, what they call our gift annuity funds or our reserves. We have to be audited every year, and praise the Lord, we have not had to dip into any of those funds to pay out our annuitants. Um, our ministry is strong enough to be able to um, pay out that and not have to dip into that. Um, so it's continuing to grow for us and can grow for the ministry. And if there ever comes a time that we have to, you know, dip into that. The, the money is there, so that way the ministry can have something. Um, if they want to build a new tower site, for example, or whatever they need to do to uh, continue on the ministry, they can they can do that and feel confident that they have um, money there to to do that. That's great. Yeah. Well, you know, Todd in South Carolina didn't even know that you were going to be on the program today, but he's called in with a charitable gift annuity question. So. Welcome, Todd. You're on financial issues, and you get to ask Riley Wildman Freeman your charitable gift annuity question. <laughs> this is fantastic. I was thrilled when when I heard her come on the show. So I have a, I've 
I'm I'm not a member, Shanna, but I'm very interested in trying to learn more about your ministry and, and potentially join it. But the charitable gift question that I had is, do you accept or have you ever accepted precious metal IRAs rolled into a charitable gift annuity? So, so I'll answer the question about using IRAs directly into a charitable gift annuity. It doesn't matter if it's a metal mm-hmm. or any other kind of um, IRA. You can't do it directly. So you have to take the money out and pay the taxes on it, and then you can contribute okay. it. So it's not a way of kind of bypassing the taxes there. But I'll let Riley address the, the other part of that. Okay, Todd, um, just to let you know, um, you can't, uh, through American Family Association at this time, we, we are not accepting any medals to fund a charitable gift annuity. Yeah, Todd, so I'm not, with our little technology connection here, I don't know if you heard her answer, but she said that the, the foundation doesn't accept any medals. So what you would have okay. to do is you would have to kind of cash in your medals inside the IRA, take the distribution, and then do it that way. So there is a benefit because you do get a tax benefit for doing the charitable gift annuity, but it's not a dollar for dollar, so it won't necessarily offset the distribution, but it'll help. Okay. All right. Okay. Have you heard of people having difficulty cashing out precious metal IRAs? Uh, well, I, I, I've heard a lot of horror stories about metals. I've heard yeah. of commissions being really high. I've heard of um, storage fees being really high. I'm not a fan of owning a lot of metals. Um, if you want to do it just to diversify part of your portfolio, I would say it's okay. But less than 5% of your overall investable portfolio, buy the physical metal and hold it, which you cannot do in an IRA. It's just, um, it's not possible to do that. So you've got storage fees, you've got, you know, commissions that are not really regulated um, to do that. And then you have no dividends, you know, from them, no income. So when you have to pay for fees and things, you you usually have to, to sell some of those um, things as well. Yeah, I was uh, naive a long time ago and, and jumped in with some of that. So I'm just trying to figure out a, a better way of using those funds. How to unwind it. Yep. Those funds. yep, good stuff. Well, you can probably liquidate your metals and just roll it into a regular IRA. And then we hope you become a partner with us and follow along with the strategy. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. Well, Riley, as we're wrapping up this segment here, can you tell us how our listeners can pray for the AFA Foundation in 2023? Yes, uh, Shanna, they can pray for us that we will continue to just hear from the Lord each and every day um, and that we He will continue to guide us as we just continue to move forward for the year 2023. That's awesome. And we just stand in agreement with you on that because Scripture tells us that if we seek the Lord, we will find Him. So we just thank the Lord right now for the direction that He's given to the AFA Foundation and for the work, the kingdom work that you're doing in the earth. So, so great to have you, Riley, and I look forward to having you back again soon. Don't go anywhere. This is Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt, and we'll be right back.
People are talking a lot about health care these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? At Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of His people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Brett's story in his own words. When I reflect on Samaritan Ministries, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. It, it, it has a profound impact on people like me and my wife. Brett is just one of more than 150,000 members who are sharing over $13 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs, and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. Have you ever thought about banking with a credit union instead of a traditional bank? Not really, but I think my parents have a credit union account. Do you know the difference between a bank and a credit union? Mm, No. Banks are owned by stockholders, so they do their best to make profits for them. But credit unions are owned by their members, and the members see their profits through lower rates and higher interest on savings accounts. And at Christian Community Credit Union, our mission is to help members and ministries become better stewards and achieve their financial goals. Our mobile and tablet apps provide easy, safe, and convenient banking. It's like banking at your fingertips 24-7. When you bank with us, you're banking with someone who shares your faith and values. To get started today, visit us online at mycccu.com. Christian Community Credit Union. Your money, building God's kingdom. We're in the financial business. We manage a couple of trusts and some estates and, of course, our own monies, too. Courtney Trotter talks about the charitable gift annuity from the AFA Foundation. I understand annuities about as much as anyone, I guess, can. So I just felt the charitable gift annuity was a win-win situation for many people that still are generating income and still have assets because you never know when you may have to draw down on something like that and if you don't ever have to then it's even a better gift to get to a really good foundation like AFA a very solid investment a good way to help do the Lord's work and it's there to help us as well Find out if the charitable gift annuity can work for you by calling the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. Thank you for your services, and I just want to call to encourage everybody listening to become members. At Financial Issues Stewardship Ministries, our goal is to help Christians make financial decisions that honor God. I have never found anyone in the finances, even Christians, who have this passion and and the honesty that you have. You're not taking anything in. It is incredibly generous of you what you're doing. Go to financialissues.org and become a partner today. The opinions and recommendations expressed on this program do not necessarily represent the opinions of the station or any of the program sponsors. Additionally, all products or services offered by the program sponsors may not be known by the program. 
Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt, and we're here live with you for the home stretch of the program today. I want to remind you that our Bible study, the Financial Issues Bible study, happens every Friday morning, early in the morning, 5.30 a.m. Central Time, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time. It's very simple and easy to join. It is a very non-threatening way to hear some good, solid Bible teaching. So you can get on our website, whether you're a partner or not, go to the resources tab and go down to Bible study and it'll give you a phone number. It's a toll free number. You dial in, you push a little code and then you just sit back and listen and hopefully take some notes. (laughs) So Seth does such a great job of leading us every Friday morning. And I want to encourage you to check that out. Well, let's... uh, See what's happening. I think we've got some chatter on the website or some social. Yeah, we do, Shanna. This is a a tricky thing, but I think it's worth us answering. There's several people who are kind of asking the question, you know, we just had Riley Wildman on, uh, Riley Wildman Freeman on from the AFA Foundation, and people are wondering why that connection when we're not on AFR anymore. And I think it's a good question. I think it's well worth our time. So I'd love to hear your answer. The easy answer is that the AFA Foundation, which is separate uh, it's it's part of the overall AFA family, but AFR, American Family Radio, is separate from the foundation. The foundation is one of the sponsors of this program. So at one time, they, uh, they came alongside of us to support the work that we're doing. Um, when Dan passed, I guess there was some, some reconsideration and some, some questions about whether or not to continue the program. And we are still on Saturday mornings on AFR at this time. So, um, you know, we, we're still going to recommend the gift annuity program because we believe in it. So at this time, we think that good stewardship still can involve a charitable gift annuity with the American Family Foundation. It's awesome, Shanna. Kind of a follow-up question to that. A couple of people have been asking, you know, if they want to set up a charitable gift annuity, but they want to do it and give it to FISM TV instead, what would you tell them? Do we have a program to do that? Or is there another way that they might be able to? Mm-hmm. We don't have our own charitable gift annuity program. Our, our ministry is not quite large enough. I mean, it's something that's that's on our radar in you know, maybe down the road, being able to set something up like that. But our ministry is just not large enough yet. So if you want to make a a gift to the ministry, you know, most people have multiple places that they like to give. So my approach to estate planning is, number one, start in prayer. Acknowledge that God owns it all and Ask him what he wants you to do with it when you don't need it anymore. So you can start by making a list of all of the things that the Lord has trusted you with. Your home, your your um, liquid resources, your IRAs, your all of your stuff, right? Everything that belongs to the Lord, but that he's blessed you with. And start there and thank him for it. Thank him. You know, it's, it's really eye-opening, I think, for people to make a list of how good God has been to them. So when you when you add up everything, most of the time people are surprised at what they would leave behind. So we don't know. Only the good Lord knows how many days that we have left. So what we have to think about is if God called us home today, what does he want to happen to all of this stuff? Now, he's sovereign and he's going to make it happen whether you, whether you comply or not. But there's just so much blessing and peace 
in knowing that you're doing the will of the Lord. So then you list it all out and then you say, Lord, where do you want it to go? That answer is going to be different for a lot of people because people have different situations. I think that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's going to be consistent in his answer about some of the stewardship things that the scripture says. And it says in the scripture that if you don't take care of those under your roof, that you're worse than an unbeliever if you don't provide for your family. So I think if you have a spouse and minor children, the Lord wants you to be concerned about providing for them even when you're no longer here. So I think that's an important thing. The scripture also tells us that we are to give. So there's so many things in our estate under our control, even if we've been a very faithful tither and we tithe on our top line increase every year. Man, you can really get religious with that and get into the weeds and, you know, tithe on the increase of your holdings of your of the value of your home and all of that. Most people, though, will tithe on their income. That's what they understand is their increase. And so even if you've been faithful there, there's a lot of things that um, you don't really receive as an increase. If the value of your house goes up, for example, most people don't even think about tithing on that. And also they don't do it because the value could go down. Same thing with investments. So when you look at that list of things that you have, What do you have there that maybe you've never tithed on? The appreciation in your house, the appreciation in your IRA accounts. Maybe there's an inheritance that you've gotten that, you know, maybe there's some things that have never occurred to you. So I encourage people to look at their current giving and use that as a blueprint for what they want to see happen with their estate. For example, if they give 10% to their local church and maybe give another 5% over and above that to different ministries that the, that they feel that the Lord has led them to give to. That's a great blueprint. So maybe you make the make your church a 10% beneficiary of your estate and then maybe you make those other ministries that you give that extra 5% to as beneficiaries as well. The easiest way to do that, especially if you have an IRA, because if you pass that along to your people beneficiaries, you're passing along not only the asset, you're passing along the tax bill that comes along with it that you never paid while you were alive. However, if you make a simple change to the beneficiaries of your IRA and you can list a number of beneficiaries. It doesn't have to be all of it. But let's say you've got a million-dollar estate. When you add everything up, you want to give 10% to your church. And let's say that you've got half a million of that in your IRA. Well, if you made your church a 20% beneficiary of your IRA, just that one little piece, you've accomplished that 10% of the total. That money comes out tax-free because it goes to a ministry, and your people heirs inherit the other things that didn't come with the tax bill. So, you know, that's one little creative way of doing it. There are so many creative ways to do it. And, you know, one of the things that I've been in the habit of doing over the years is to do um, a, a class to teach people just a kind of high level overview of showing people the different things that can be done in different situations. And that is one of the things that we are working at rolling out to the partners. So it's going to happen this year. I can't tell you exactly when. So if you're not a partner, become a partner. 
um, that's going to be a, a great benefit. We may even open it up to non-partners for a, a nominal fee to help support the ministry. So long answer to a very good question. It was a very teachable moment. Well, let's get to Rob real quick uh, before we get to the end of the show. Hi, Rob. You're on financial issues. Oh, uh, hi, Shane. Um, I'm uh, in Texas, too. Hey, uh, <laughs> This kind of dovetails with yesterday's tax stuff and the charitable giving a little bit because it's about stewardship. Uh, I use a fidelity platform for my SEP IRA, and last year I made my charitable contributions out of that uh, SEP IRA, and I had to physically go to the office at Fidelity to do it. You can do it on the phone as well, but... uh, you know, Dan used to say you might be able to do checks, and they don't do checks on IRA, or at least on a SEP IRA. So you may have some, you know, people that are on Fidelity Platform may have some problems. Then I found out this, that if you give less than $5,000 on that check, and the paperwork's all written out, but your name's not attached to the contribution, so it's kind of an anonymous contribution, which is fine with me, except... Uh, I'm I'm transferring a lot of money out uh, to uh, taxable, and so that that hits on that as well. On the statement from Fidelity, it doesn't show the charitable part versus the money that's moved out. So you have to have contribution receipts. So I'm going to hopefully solve some people's problems. So you want to put your uh, you want to put your on your when you do the paperwork, you want to put it your ID number from each charitable institution on the form. That way they can identify you and send you a physical receipt, you know, whenever they do it at the end of the year. Uh, AFA but, uh, does it like at, uh, you know, this year yeah. coming. That's they, great. They do it once a year. We're, we're coming up on the end of the program here, Rob, and I, I don't want it to catch us and get us cut off. But I, I thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. You know, my, my business trades on the Fidelity platform as well. And whenever a charitable contribution goes out from an IRA, there's a letter that goes out as well. So you are, you know, if you do charitable, qualified charitable distributions... Your 1099 will reflect everything that comes out of the IRA, whether it was given to a ministry or not. So it's your responsibility to get it reported correctly on the tax return. And you, you report it, but you've got to keep the backup documentation. So I'm glad that you said that and gave those tips. Well, folks, we're at the end of the program. I just want to remind you, like I do every day, time is getting short. The master's coming back. When he returns, there's going to be a test. And it is our prayer and hope that we can encourage you to be found doing His work and being a good and faithful servant. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production.